Welcome to the podcast of Medora Pentecostal Church. We are a growing community of believers committed to bringing hope and building lives. We pray today's message is a blessing to you. Praise God. Amen. The Lord truly is awesome today. Let's get our Bibles. And we're going to go to the book of Revelation this morning, to the first chapter of the book of Revelation. And uh, we're going to begin with the ninth verse, Revelation 1 and 9. Praise the Lord. Revelation 1 and 9 says, I, John, I like to just stop and I want you to just say, I, and then whatever your name is, I, Tim. I, John, he's personalizing what he's doing and where he's at. Then he says, I'm also your brother and companion in tribulation. And in the kingdom and patience of Jesus Christ was in the isle that is called Patmos. For the word of God and for the testimony of Jesus Christ. I was in the spirit on the Lord's day and heard behind me a great voice as of a trumpet saying, I am Alpha and Omega, the first and the last. And what thou seest write in a book and send it unto the seven churches which are in Asia, unto Ephesus and unto Smyrna and unto Pergamos and unto Thyatira and unto Sardis and unto Philadelphia and unto Laodicean. I, John, I want to talk to you this morning about the Patmos experience. The Patmos experience. Heavenly Father, we come before you thanking you, Father, for this opportunity. Lord, I pray today that I would serve my gift. Lord, as, as you've called me, help me, Lord, to, to do, Lord, what brings you glory. And bless your word to our hearts today. Bless your word, Lord, to our minds today. We're going to give you the praise for it all in Jesus' mighty name. Praise be to God. Amen. The Lord truly is awesome, isn't he? If you would, let's uh, just rejoice in the Lord and you can be seated at this moment. John was a beloved disciple. He was anointed by God to write the gospel of John, as well as 1st, 2nd, and 3rd John, and also this book of Revelation. We find him as the disciple who is said to be leaning on Jesus' bosom when he was lying close to the Lord. John was at the crucifixion standing beneath the cross when Jesus looked at him and said, Would you take care of my mother? Would you take care of my mother? That speaks of a deep relationship that he had with John. <clears throat> On Easter morning, it was John who outran Peter to Jesus' tomb and finds the empty tomb. And, and we find later in Galilee, he identifies for Peter the figure standing on the shore as the risen Christ in John 1, or 21 and 7. 
When you begin to look at John the Apostle, you will find that he was a faithful disciple of Jesus. He was faithful. He accepted the permanent call to be a disciple of Jesus. He left his fishing business and became that faithful disciple. When you look at John the disciple, he was committed as a servant of Christ. Despite his obvious human failings, John enjoyed an affinity of, of a kindred mindset with Jesus because John was known, like, unlike any other, as the beloved disciple. The beloved disciple. Amen. I want the Lord to look at me and say, there is my beloved disciple. How about you? John the apostle was a disciple who developed spiritual gifts and grace during the ministry of Christ. He braved danger by entering the high priest's residence during the trial of Christ, John 18 and 15. And his ability to enter into that house means he had some kind of connection to the priesthood and possibly to the high priest's family as well. When he joined Peter in the tomb, it was John who saw the meaning of the grave clothes as they were carefully arranged, believing that Christ had risen, John 20. We find that John the apostle was a great apostolic leader in the book of Acts. It was he that helped preach the Pentecost sermon. It was he who accompanied Peter when they went to the temple at the hour of prayer and healed the lame man. Amen. It was Peter and John who were sent by the other apostles to investigate the Samaritan revival in Acts chapter 8. He was beloved. He was faithful. He was active. He was a man that was committed. In Acts chapter 8 and verse 14 it says, Now when the apostles which were at Jerusalem heard that Samaria had received the word of God, they sent unto them Peter and John. Peter and John were sent, meaning that they were trusted. They were trusted by others. They were faithful. John was a faithful man. We find that Paul called John in Galatians chapter 2 and verse 9 a pillar of the church. John was beloved. John was faithful. John was committed. John was a disciple that you would have confidence in. A preacher, if you please, that you would have confidence in. John the beloved was taken prisoner and sent to Rome. And the Roman emperor at that time, either Nero or Diocletian, banished John to the Isle of Patmos. What an amazing impact John must have exerted on the world. So an emperor would look at him and say, we need to get this guy out of the way. He needs to be banished. He needs to go to the desolate place called Patmos. Uninhabited place. When it says Patmos, this is not like going to some nice Caribbean island or some, uh, you know, not like going to a trip to Hawaii, but rather it is sent. It's a place you go to die. Patmos is a place you go to die. John leaves the civilization for a barren wasteland. Walking down the long gangplank, I can see as he arrives at the desert island, no trees. Patmos has little to no trees at all. It's full of rocks and sand and cliffs and jagged outline. The, uh, the, the, cliffs, the jagged cliffs outline the sky. Before him stands with him on Patmos, hardened criminals uh, cursing and yelling. It is a place where the air 
Tamar is a feeling of doom and gloom. It is a prison, if you please. Patmos was a prison. Uh, it was a place where you go to die. A few supplies are unloaded and the gangplank is removed. The boat begins to sail off in the dis- distance. And I'm sure that John said, now what about me? I, I walked with the Lord. I was faithful to the Lord. What about me? I am now in Patmos, a lonely, barren, rocky, volcanic, sun-scorched island in the Aegean Sea, some 70 miles southwest of Ephesus, the city which John had been living and ministering for some years. The island is about 10 miles long and 6 miles wide, with hills rising to about 1,000 feet. Amen. The distinguished archaeologist Sir William Ramsey tells us that John's banishment was characterized by inadequate food, bad shelter, little to no shelter, little clothing. He slept on the barren ground. He also suffered the stinging lashes of of perpetual physical restraints placed upon him by the, the military prison guard overseer. So what does John do? What does John do? I want to tell you what he says in Revelation 1 and 9. I, John, I, John, who also am your brother and companion in tribulation, If there's somebody that knew what tribulation was, it was John. And in the kingdom and patience of Jesus Christ was in the isle called Patlas for this reason, for the word of God and for the testimony of Jesus Christ. He was in Patmos for the word. He was in Patmos according to what he preached. He preached the word and people outcast him. Patmos is an interesting place that means the place of my killing. Patmos means the place of my killing. Follow the original word and it comes from the root word which means to be crushed or to be squeezed. No wonder he could say that I am your companion in tribulation. Patmos is pressure. Patmos is trials. Patmos is that place of cold, wet, shivering nights that John had to endure. He was in a place that looked like, by all observations, there was no hope. How many cold nights, how many diseases, colds and flus and bugs did he have to battle? What kind of diet did he have? Maybe a few bags of rice. Amen. Maybe he was forced to catch a snake or a lizard or uh, something to supplement his food. Can I tell you, if you would look at John today, by by standards of church, we would say, John, you're a failure. You preached, you were beloved, you were faithful, now look at you. Many Christians would look at him and say, what a waste. Why would God allow this anointed man... to be isolated and hurt in this way? Why would he be allowed to starve? Why would he be allowed to suffer the elements? Why didn't God come in like the three Hebrews and deliver him? Amen. Surely John had heard Jesus say, whatsoever you ask the Father in my name, that will I do it. John, why aren't you praying? And Surely the Lord can send you a boat. The Lord can send you a rocket. The Lord can send you Superman. The Lord can send you somebody get you off of Patmos. John has no church on Patmos. He has no building to go to. 
He has no money to rent or buy a structure and try to win somebody and have a church. He has no vehicle to travel in. He has no house to live in. He doesn't have a decent suit and tie. He has no ministry agenda. He has no outreach community efforts. He has uh, uh, no plan, as it were, to do anything but just survive. He, you talk about survivor. Amen. John was the original survivor. But John the beloved. John the worshiper. John spiritually discern the hour that he is in he said I don't have anybody to fellowship with I have no godly counsel I don't have any voice no phone no cell phone my goodness don't even have Facebook how am I going to survive? Amen. Most people would go crazy under these conditions. But let me tell you what John did. He said, I, John, in verse 9, amen. He said that in verse 10, I was in the spirit on the Lord's day. How does that happen? He is in Patmos, the place of pressure, the place of pain, the place of trials. But he said, I found a way in my desolation. I found my away in my alone moments. I found my way through the hunger and the pain. Somehow I'm going to get through this to the spirit of the Lord. I want to tell you if John on Patmos can have a spirit encounter you can have a spirit encounter no matter where you are what you're dealing with, what you're going through. It doesn't matter how bleak and how bad, how horrible you need to say I Tim, I Cole, amen, I Micah, I John, amen, I David. Whatever your name is, you need to be able to say what my Patmos experience will be is not the waste that I see. It's not the harshness that I see. It's not that I'm going through such great trials that I'm going to let it kill me. What are you going to do, John? John, you don't have any music. To either worship with or complain about. You have no preacher to inspire you or bore you. You have no padded pew to sit on. The heat is not there. No AC. You don't have the choir. You don't have a bishop or a pastor for counsel. Amen. No Timothy to preach to. Amen. No warriors uh, to, to pray for you as it were. No one to hear your prayer request. No one uh, to have a, a camp meeting or a conference with. No internet, no DVDs, no CDs uh, that you can listen to, no podcasts that you can listen to. Yet John said, I, John, was in the spirit on Patmos. Amen of the Lord's day. Hallelujah. Are you willing to submit yourself to a time with exile with the Lord? You say, my, my, my problem, my pain, my issues, my sickness, I'm all alone. Well, why don't you have church like John all alone? Maybe you're going through the darkest of hours. Why don't you just say, I was in the spirit on the Lord's day in Patmos. He said in verse 1 of Revelation 4, he said, after this, I looked. After what? After I got in the spirit on the Lord's day.
at Patmos. Behold, a door was open in heaven, and the first voice which I heard was as it were of a trumpet talking with me, which said, Come up hither, and I'll show you things which must be hereafter. And immediately I was in the spirit, and behold, a throne was set in heaven, and one sat upon the throne. Here's what can happen in your moment of pressure. Here's what can happen in your moment of Patmos, is that you may not have anybody else around you. You may not have a choir, but the Lord will take you from Patmos to the throne room in the spirit. You can be in the throne room and your body be on Patmos, but your spirit is in the presence of God. From the place of pressure to the place of the throne, from desolation and desperation to what verse three says, and he that sat upon that was, and he that sat was to look upon like a jasper and a sardis stone and there was a rainbow round about the throne in, in, in sight like unto emerald amen and round about the throne were four and twenty uh, sitting upon the seats and I saw four and twenty elders sitting clothed in white raiment and they had on their heads crowns of gold hallelujah I may be on Patmos but I'm getting a revelation I'm not alone I'm not by myself I have access Access to the throne. Patmos experience led John to write the revelation of Jesus Christ. Your Patmos experience, your pressure moment, your moment of alone and feeling like there's no hope and there's no way out just may be your portal to your victory. To see the hand of God move in your experience. To see the hand of God move. Hallelujah. We, will find, we find in Revelation chapter 7 and verse 9, this is something else that John saw. He said, and after this I beheld and lo a great multitude. I'm not by myself. Which no man can number of all nations and kindreds and people and tongues stood before the throne and before the Lamb clothed with white robes and palms in their hands. This is what he saw. What do you see on your Patmos? What do you see in your moment of pressure? What do you see before you? You could either succumb to the wilderness or you could say I'm going beyond that. I'm going to get in the spirit on the Lord's day in the, on my Patmos. Amen. One day on Patmos, John no doubt saw the ships were coming back and forth and he would look towards Ephesus and he would look towards where he come from and he would say, oh, I long to go. Maybe I long to be free. But it was in Patmos he wrote the only book, the only book in the Bible that the Lord said, if you study it, you'll be blessed. What are you learning in your Patmos? What revelation? If you're going to go through trials and tests and heartaches and issues, then by all means, have a revelation. Don't waste your moment. Don't waste your moment on, on heartache and pain and how woe is me and how bad it is. Have a revelation. Lord, I'm going to learn something in this. If I'm going to go through this, I'm going to learn something in this. We, we learn by history that John does not die on Patmos, but rather he leaves Patmos. 
Matter of fact, if you study historical records, the reason that John was on Patmos in the beginning was because they tried to burn him in boiling oil and he wouldn't die. That's a dude. That's a strong man. I mean, they put him in boiling oil and they're going to kill him. Can you imagine what he looked like when he come out of that? Walking on Patmos like a for real zombie? Well, I don't know what he looked like, but he had to be all, all, all stained up. His... But one day, they couldn't, couldn't kill him in the oil, and they couldn't kill him on Patmos, so they finally let him go. Praise God. What, a, what, a, what, a, what, a, what kind of faith? Because later on, you will find it was John that wrote 1st, 2nd, and 3rd John after he was on Patmos. Look at this, 1 John 1 and 5. This is what he learned from Patmos. This then is the message which we've heard of him and declare unto you that God is light and in him is no darkness of all. He said, if we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sins. John said, I know what it is to be alone, but I've learned the value of walking with others in unity as Jesus brings together. It was John that would later write in 1 John 2 and 15, love not the world. It's amazing how when you come through Patmos, things are not nearly as important as you once thought they were. Beloved, don't love the world, he says, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of Father is not in him. Hallelujah. Then if you look at John chapter 3 and verse 1, he also wrote, Behold what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us, that we should be called the sons of God. Therefore the world knoweth us not, because it knew him not. Beloved, now are we the sons of God. What did he learn on Patmos? I'm a son of God. I'm a child of God. I learned in my pressure moments, I am a son of God. Somebody praise the Lord today. It was John that wrote in 1 John 3 and 23, after his past Patmos moment, that this is the commandment that we should believe on the name of his son, Jesus Christ, and love one another as he gave us the commandment. He that keepeth his commandments dwelleth in him, and he in him, and hereby know that, we, uh, that he abide in us by the spirit which he's given to us. John said, I survived Patmos because of the spirit of God. It's that spiritual moment that comes to us. That helps us in that day. John also learned the love of the, of the brothers and sisters in the Lord. After being so far away from them. In 1 John 4 and 7 he said. Beloved let us love one another. For love is of God. And everyone that loveth is born of God. And knoweth God. He that loveth not knoweth not God. For God is love. Wow that's a man that went through dark dark times. And he says, God is love. 
In this was manifest the love of God toward us because that God sent his only begotten son into the world that we might through him herein is love. Not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the perpetuation or the cleansing agent for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we ought also to love one another. Would you stand with me, please? We ought to love one another. Here today, on this Sunday morning, this snowy Sunday morning, you may feel like you're all alone in your Patmos. And reality is you may be. But if you'll just let the Lord lead you, to where you could say, I bill, I sue, whatever your name is. I, I'm here. And this is not going to define me and it's not going to destroy me. My Patmos is not going to be my graveyard. But rather, I'm going to let it be a place of revelation. Where I'm going to learn about the love of God. I'm going to learn about the love of the brotherhood. I'm going to learn about what God has for us. According to history, it was John the Beloved was the only disciple who lived his entire life until he died of natural causes. You can survive a lot, my friend, if you have the Lord. You can go through some harsh times if you have the Lord. If you have the Lord. I wonder today as we, we take a moment. Could I invite you that will. To come to this front. And just simply say. I'm going to survive my Patmos experience. The trial of my faith is going to not destroy me. But rather it's going to make me. I'm going to be something in the Lord. Amen. Those of you would, as, as Sister Whitney plays. Would you just step out today. And begin to make your way to the altar. Begin to make your way here and just begin to talk to the Lord today. Say, oh God, what I'm going through today is not my final chapter. Oh God, what I'm dealing with today is not my final chapter. But rather, Lord, it's my Patmos experience that's going to lead to revelation. It's going to lead to my spirit encounter. I'm going to learn about you in this moment. I'm going to learn about you in this moment today. Hallelujah, Lord, I praise you today. Lord, I magnify your name, sweet Holy Ghost. I love you, Lord. I bless your name, oh God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. John didn't deserve that on the, on the merits of who he was. Oh, he didn't deserve to be put there, but yet God said, I'll use it for my glory. Hallelujah, I'll use it for my glory. 
You may feel like today, whatever you're dealing with, you don't deserve that. That's not really you. And that may be very well true. But I want to say this, God can turn any desert into a dance floor. God can turn any wilderness into a place of worship. God can turn any Patmos into your uh, uh, moment of revelation. Hallelujah, Lord, we praise you today. Lord, we bless your name today. Can we take this moment, live with you, worship the Lord. Make your declaration clear to God. Make your moment clear to the Lord today. Hallelujah. Lord, I believe you in my Patmos moment, in my Patmos experience. God, you are going to show your glory. Lord, we're going to see your glory in this thing. I know, Lord, whatever the sickness is, God, you can heal me. But if you choose not to, Lord, I'm going to show your glory. I'm going to see a revelation in my Patmos moment. Lord, this relationship issue that I'm going through, Lord, I may not deserve it. Oh, God, it may not be what I wanted. Oh, but Lord, somehow would you turn that Patmos moment into a moment of revelation. God, this financial crisis that I'm in. Oh, God, I know today that you are able, Lord, to help me. God, in this, this moment, but turn my Patmos experience into your glory in your power, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. We love you, Lord. We love you, Lord. Hallelujah. Lord, we trust you today. We praise you today. Hallelujah. Your name is great. Thank you for joining us today. We pray you have been encouraged. If you would like more information about Medora Pentecostal Church, you can check out our website at www.medorachurch.com. Say